Call the sports all plays. Call sports all plays. Call sports all plays. We're making a place, we're talking the game, get you through the days We're high in the court, they're dying in the lane Variety topics, living the same All presentation, sports information In the airways, taking the nation Sport all plays, they're working your faces Grace at the field, so tie the laces All sports all plays Here we go, Suns fans I know the fourth quarter hasn't ended in the very last game And we're down with like three minutes left, but this is it. This is what we have been talking about all season. This is what we as Suns fans have wanted to prove all season. Are we a fraudulent team? Are we the best team? Is Devin Booker the MVP? None of that matters in the regular season. Now it's playoff time. And we're going to be bringing you a lot of coverage on He's on Fire podcast. We've got Darth Voida coming in Tuesday at 9.30 my time, 8.30 Valley time. We got Dan Duarte on Wednesday, and we're also going to hit up Justin. We're going to hit up Matthew Lissy, and we're going to hit up Jails. And if you don't know who he is, he is the one that designed the logo of He's on Fire podcast, and he does, he uh, made the new song. And the upcoming video that I wanted to make, a new intro, bringing in the 2022 NBA playoffs and the very best team. He's on Fire podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun this playoff season. Here we go. None of them can hang, running with the gang. No need to explain. I pull up and it's They cannot contain me moving through the lane. Every little setback, I step back and then it's they tried to put nicks in my armor but i've been mellow since college made this vixen a mama and i'm still blazing trails i am pumped i am pumped i am ready to go i don't care who we face and i have told y'all that over and over again i don't care i am ready to rock and roll I'm ready to face KD in the in the finals. I'm ready to face Giannis in the finals. I'm ready to go. You know who else is ready to go? Amit, we haven't seen you in a while. What's going on, man? It's been a minute, but I'm ready to go. I'm like uh, I'm like Josh Jackson in a meaningless game. I'm always there, right? <laughs> Let's go. I love it. And also, who's ready to go? My other co-host, JJ. What's going on? Man, I'm doing great, guys. We're finally here. Uh, we're playoff bound and we're we're gonna go in swinging and hopefully we just you know cruise through these playoffs but again one game at a time jobs not finished so one game at a time keep that mentality keep that mentality joining us tonight a special guest y'all might have seen him actually he dropped a video today talking about the very same thing we're going to so i'm hoping for some great insight from my man nick from specs media what's going on specs hey how you doing man i'm uh, i'm happy to be here i love to talk some phoenix Suns basketball we could talk that but first but first we have to point out that ugly ass jersey oh, over man. your back right shoulder oh, okay let's talk what about is it. that rejected 
It is, a, on, it is a Des Bryant Dallas Cowboys jersey. De- Des Bryant is my uh, my wife's favorite player of all time yeah. on the Cowboys. So I'll, yeah. I'll give you all a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of slack there. But also joining us from the one and only ASAP Sports Network, Chris Robinson, the number one Chris Paul supporter that you will ever meet. He has been, uh, you know, kind of we have a little band of brothers between him and I. Everybody on ASAP Sports Network just wants to talk trash on the Suns, but you and I and Jay Ness have been going back all season. Chris Robinson, welcome to He's on Fire Pod. What's going on? What's going on, man? I appreciate you having me on. And like my, my man Jay just said, let's just focus on one game at a time and hope everybody on ASAP keep that same energy. Yeah, one game at a time, and all that matters is game one. But, you know, before the games are played – we need to talk about what happened in the regular season. And first and foremost, that comes to the MVP award. Specs, I watched your uh, video drop today. Very inspiring. It really inspired me to get this video done before the pod tonight, and I did so, thinking all about you, obviously. But I want to know from you, do you think Devin Booker is the MVP, or at least should he be considered? Um, I kind of like quoted this, but I said like he's the MVP that's like not gonna win it, if that makes sense. Like with Giannis and Bede and Jokic, all of them having amazing seasons. Like if this was any other year where all these guys weren't going off, I think Booker would have easily won the MVP. Like he fits the criteria, he has the talent, and it's like he doesn't have stats or anything like to back it up. Like he fully could win it, but just because of Giannis and Jokic, like all those guys just having crazy seasons, I don't think he's gonna win it. But it wouldn't surprise me if he was in the top three of voting, which is kind of just the one thing I wanted. I was pushing him for like to at least be in the conversation of MVP. I didn't think he'd win the MVP, but I just wanted him to be in the conversation because he deserves at least that. Like, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So if he's not in the MVP. If he's not the MVP, I should say, yeah. uh, do you think he should at least be first team All NBA? Oh yeah, no doubt. He's in my first All Team NBA. Like, how could he not be? I mean, Amit JJ, I know where you guys are going to go with this. So we don't. We I don't even need to talk to y'all. <laughs> I, I know what y'all are going to say. One thing, if you, I retweeted it today from somebody else, but uh, Kobe Bryant and Booker have identical stats and ident- almost identical records. They're probably going to lose this game. I think the Lakers have sixty five wins. Uh, I mean, he was MVP that year. Um, so if you're not going to give it to him, and if you look at the Laker crew that he had, he had Pagasol, he had, I mean, you know, what are we saying then? What are we saying about the MVP? I really think that when, when, um, when Russell Westbrook won it that year, it, it ruined the whole thing for, for oh, anybody, yeah. for the traditional yeah. way they used to do that, that, oh, yeah. that, uh, that award. So that's all I'm going to say. Right, I winning- love it. Sorry, I had to jump. No, you're good. No, because like winning used to be like a very like important thing about the criteria, and most of the time, like the best team would mo- like with their best player would normally be in the MVP conversation. So exactly. it's it's uh it's interesting it's it's interesting to see that that's not going to happen this year for the most part. And yeah, like I, I need to I need to let another old head like myself break it down, Chris. <laughs> You you you've been around the block with the NBA just like I have, and you've seen the criteria go up, go down, just like Amit said when Russell Westbrook won. That I mean, that's kind of a different different topic. But do you think Devin Booker should be the MVP this year? Do I think he should? Yes. Will he? No. I don't. I realistically don't even think he's going to be a top five just because of you know it, it's such a media mm-hmm. award. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, he didn't get any love until about three weeks ago. Right. Not realizing, you know, the Suns have been a number one team in the league pretty much all year. We had that bumpy start, and then this dude just turns up. They're going to say, well, he has Chris Paul, who missed, what, 20 games? 
and then Booker went off that stretch. But it, it's just always been a story for the Suns this year, it seems like. We just don't get the love or respect that we deserve. And I know we're going to yeah. talk about the other awards, too, throughout the night. So, Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, and Super Mario Hoops, I think, kind of says it best right there. It's it's the most volume batter. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. But I also, JJ, I want to get your take. I also want to bring it back to when Nash won his second MVP, not the first one, his second one, second one back-to-back. That year is basically between him and Kobe, but his stats weren't there like Devin Booker's were. Now, obviously, he was the driving force of that team, right? Just like Kobe was the driving force. But Devin Booker, some people argue he's not the driving force. And I want to kind of shift over to Chris Paul to a point. But first, JJ, do you think Devin Booker is the MVP? Um, I'm kind of uh, piggybacking off of what Spex said, you know, like he's like the MVP that no one's going to pick to win it. Um, yeah. but, uh, like if you ask me, even from an unbiased standpoint, if I was watching the Suns on a regular, like I am now, I would definitely say he should at least be in the conversation. And the fact that, you know, he was just kind of thrown into the bunch, I like towards the end when nobody could figuratively like decide who the MVP was. And he was just thrown in that conversation towards the end is kind of disrespectful to him and uh, not only to him but for the team as well and to the fans because we've been uh, promoting this guy ever since he dropped those set, uh, that 70 points against the Celtics a handful of years ago we said this guy is going to be up next you guys got to pay attention but instead they want to post uh like you know jaw dunk misses like man if you connected this you know and they, they want to post that on the regular and and they want to you know, show Luca, you know, moving at two miles an hour, like, like hitting <laughs> like a fader. Yeah, like it's fine, you know, but like, like Booker's been, you know, doing a sink for, uh, for like three, four years and he's been, uh, you know, digging through the trenches. And now he's at the point where, like, now he's getting all star recognition and, and like now he's in the first team NBA, uh, NBA conversation. And I hope people put, put him in there. Yep. But, but like, in my opinion, he should be MVP. But if I really had to pick one, it would be Giannis. I don't think Embiid deserves it. Uh, Jokic, you know, like, like, I mean, if you want to go I mean, from a very Jokic analytical though? side of things, but like, you know. the Jokic like, thing is actually there's a paradox there because Nash's second year that he won it, the reason that he won it is because they had basically the same record without Amari Stoudemire. So right. the mm-hmm. only thing you could yeah. say here is that okay, you take away Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, now it's Jokic's you know, MVP. I mean, and and that's a tough conversation to have because at the end of the day, the sixth seed does matter. Like you are a sixth seed in the West. Like that has to matter for something. You know, we haven't seen a triple double season since Russell Westbrook did it. Um, You know what? In like 30 years or 25 years between spans of a triple double season, averaging it like that's a special season. I kind of get that. But at the same time, it's like, are you voting for the most valuable player of the league or the most valuable player to their team? Yes. Right. And that's where I think there needs to be a decisive, what are we talking about here? And we're talking about the most valuable player to the league. In my honest opinion, the year Charles Barkley won it best player that year. That's also why we lost the finals. Because Jordan was pissed off about that, right? So, in my opinion, most valuable player in the league, I still think it's Devin Booker. But that's neither here or there. But now, Specs, Chris Paul. 
Yeah. Should he be an all NBA player? And is Chris Paul the most important player on the Phoenix Suns? Or does it even matter? I think, first of all, like uh, the second question you said about is Chris Paul the most important player on the Phoenix Suns? From stats wise, no, he's really not. But I think, like, from another standpoint, like stuff that you can't really track on the stats, I think he like does hold a lot of value. But I will say, I'm more confident in the Suns if Chris Paul's out for a series than Devin Booker. You know, that might just be me. Ooh. And then about Chris Good Paul point. making an all NBA, I said he was on my third team. But you could have him at second or third, but it would be really, really biased if I had him and Booker on my first team. But no doubt he should be an all NBA team like easily. Uh, that's that's exactly where I am. And and Chris, I want you to go off for a second on, on Chris Paul. You've been a Chris Paul fan ever since. Was it the Wake Forest days? The, Wake the Forest Demon days. Deacon days? Yeah. yeah, uh, de- yeah. Uh, okay. So, so talk about your fandom with Chris Paul, how you've seen him growth <laughs> and the difference of being with the Valley Suns as opposed to Rockets, Clippers, all that? Um, one, I always felt like Chris Paul was a very disrespected player. I mean, look at what he, what we just did this year. Another franchise that Chris Paul is on, record wins. You know, he did it with the Pelicans, who was complete trash. You know, <laughs> then he, he goes to the Clippers. They were the laughing stock. Yeah, it was a disappointment because, you know, he never got to the conference finals or anything, but still – Look at what he turned him into. DeAndre Jordan was an all-star because of Chris Paul. You know, Griffin looked like he was going to be a Hall of Famer because of Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can say what you want. You know, that was Chris Paul who did that. Then Houston, oh, James yeah. Harden gets MVP with Chris Paul. I pulled hamstring away from probably winning the championship. Oh, yeah. They were going to win it that year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, another franchise record. This year he does it. Um, and honestly, I think last year – just because of what you can see his contribution, like uh, Specs just said, Chris Paul is a person who stat-wise is never going to have like the pretty stat line or anything. He's not going to be, you know, an MVP candidate because of that reason alone. But if you just eye test what this man is doing on the court, he's making everybody better. Um, he makes Devin Booker's I, job hell of a lot easier. I, I mean, before you skip to the Suns, he had a nice little stop in OKC, a team which oh, yeah, wasn't get, even yeah. supposed yeah. to make the playoffs. No, they're supposed they to be a lottery team. A six yeah. Team. I don't know how they – I mean, obviously five. I don't know how they got five seed. Wow. Five? Yeah, they were five seed in OKC, and then they were like six. a bad Lou Dort pass away from eliminating the Rockets that series. Yep. Yeah, yeah it was game seven. It came to like the last like two minutes at uh, – Yeah, it was – Lou Dort threw a bad inbound pass, and that's what cost him that series. And Yeah. This is crazy. Rookie. He, t- yeah. he, that, he was a rookie on there, but, but keep going on the Suns this year with Chris Paul. Um, I mean, just look, look what he did with the Suns, you know, in general. Like last year, I mean, it, I think we forget, you know, he had that wrist injury in the finals. That played a big role in it too. Um, so with, with this year, yes, he should definitely be an all-NBA team. You could go second or third. Once again, thinking like the media does, he'll probably get third, which – it's not disappointing if he does. I mean, mm-hmm. you no. know, all NBA and any all NBA team is good. I mean, yeah, your third, he missed, third best he missed, guard in the league. He missed twenty games to miss twenty games and still get the assist title. By the way, that was my congratulations, yeah. to Chris exactly. Paul. By exactly. the way, yeah, uh, and also Devin Booker, uh, most points per game in his career was this year and best three point percentage, literally by like. Point zero 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 five percent is what uh, <laughs> uh, our, our friend David Nash said. So. And he was like a most efficient person this year too. He was efficient. Yeah. 
He yeah, was. And least amount of turnovers and least amount of fouls as well. That uh, means something. That's, that's, and that's efficiency. So, Amit, Chris Paul, third-team NBA, yeah. second-team NBA. Is he the most um, important player on the Suns? He, he's. I think he, at this point, as we move into the playoffs and we get into clutch time, he is the most important player for the Suns. Because it's not just what Booker does, but he sets the table for everybody else. And he plays with the second unit. And when we stagger the minutes, it's going to make a big difference for what JaVale McGee does, what Camp Johnson does, like all these other guys, Shamit. So, yes, it's he is the most important player because – He's Booker, heating up. Booker's made a big difference in his team, in the team, in, in terms of like his defense and just the, the when he decides to really just hustle and make plays. But it really comes down to just like – guiding the offense you know and mm-hmm. that's what chris paul does now um it's funny because i've always like i always had this bias against chris paul before he joined the suns because he was in that <laughs> same era where they were calling him the point god and i'm like dude the point god steve nash bro like come on right and and that's a biased opinion and like having the time to just kind of look back at it and and, and, and think it through a little bit more it's just like chris paul he could do things that steve nash couldn't do steve nash had to put so much effort into to making his team better versus what Chris Paul had to do. And even what he does now, right? Like he doesn't have to put the effort in. Like you just see him. Just let me just get to the to, to the elbow. That's it. Uh, that's all you need me to do. Get yep. to the elbow. Somebody else get open. I'll find you. Steve Nash is going on a baseline, dribbling around the clock, 20 seconds, and then, you know, trying to find somebody. The whole entire offense was predicated on what he would do. And I think, you know, that's just wisdom, um, maybe better, obviously better coaching for sure uh and, and having better depth and, and just better talent around him but you know chris paul i think in my eyes there's just so many there's just so many guards out there that i want to put him on on the third team um but he's just, he's on the borderline third team for me and, and part of it's because he's missed a lot of games this season if he had continued and played the entire season we probably even have a better record uh but you know <laughs> it's tough it's just tough with 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 you know missing that many games and, and that has to impact Jaw too, because Jaw missed a lot of games, and his team won when his team was out. So he's floating on there. He's on the third team, floating between second and third. What, what's funny is that Jaw's probably going to make first All NBA, right? The, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So his, yeah his time, right. his time being out, don't matter. Well, Luca might. Yeah, I think so. Two guards, Luka and Luka and two Luka. guards, two forwards, and a center, right? No, yeah. have you not seen what they're trying to do? Oh, yeah, you can go three oh, fours. Oh, I think, yeah, right? they did change. Yeah, you can do three fours because most people are having Embiid and Jokic both on first team, which is trash. I, that's going to ruin like when we look yeah. back, I just think like, you should have the five best now. players. I don't know if you should rank them as teams anymore. That's that's yeah. so hard. I, I think you should just go five best players, in my personal opinion. Just put the best five out there and call it a day. Well, it goes both ways, though, because okay. if, if – I think they should call him front court and, and back court because if you're saying like a forward, sure. then like yeah. Tatum and Jalen Brown, like those guys can now be considered guards, right? Where they're really forwards. Yeah. yeah. It goes both ways. So like I, I just think you gotta you gotta say a perimeter player or or you know That's a good uh, point. Yeah. Or or down low. No, I, I completely agree with that. So now, real quick, I wanna get to Monty. I wanna get to Mikhail. These two, I feel like, should be unanimous, and it's no question. No question, Mikhail Bridges is the defensive player of the year. I don't know how many players he put in jail or Mikhail Katraz or whatever you want to call it, you know? He played every single game. He guards the best player. He didn't miss any time. 
every other play that you're talking about has missed time. I'm sorry, Marcus Smart. You cannot guard a lot of these bigger players that Mikhail guards. I appreciate what you do, and I can't wait for you to be on the Suns in the next two to three years, Marcus Smart. But Mikhail Bridges is the defensive player of the year for the simple fact that that dude can guard the point guard, and he can go down low and guard somebody big if he needs to, mostly on switches, which they try to do a lot. And in the pick and roll, you don't want to mess with Mikhail Bridges because he does the right read every single time. And he doesn't miss it. Miss it. Uh, Monty Williams should have been coach of the year last year. We proved that this year with how poor the Knicks were and Tom Thibodeau was. Everybody knew Tom Thibodeau was decent, but year two, he's going to be trash. Go figure. What more does Monty Williams have to do? 64 wins. Our, our, our record is going to be 64 and 18. It looks like we're going to lose. We're down 113-109. Davion Mitchell shooting a couple three-pointers uh, or free throws right now. So we're a couple three-pointers away, but we're probably going to lose this game and get 64 wins. He elevated Devin Booker. He elevated the team. We saw a difference when Ricky Rubio and Aaron Baines when he first stepped on the floor all the way till now. Not to mention James Jones deserves executive of the year again, in my opinion, but that's probably not going to happen. So, Nick. Mikhail Bridges, Monty Williams, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. What do you think? Monty Williams is not even a question. Like that shouldn't even be like a conversation. Like I think it should be like kind of unanimous that Monty Williams should be Coach of the Year. Like I've been saying that the whole entire year that was going to happen. Um, but Mikhail Bridges, I got a little. I had some people saying I was biased because I did an NBA awards video and I said it was Mikhail just for the simple fact that kind of like to touch up on what you said that he can guard the one through five. He's good in the perimeter. He's good in the interior. And like I feel like for the defensive play of the year for the longest time, it seems like that it goes to like you know, like bigger guys like centers and like forwards for the most part, and you really don't yes. give it to guys that are really good at the perimeter. And it seems like there's being a push lately for Marcus Smart to be defensive player of the year, which I, I mean, you can say whatever you want, but I think Mikel should be the defensive player of the year. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it went to Giannis or something like that, but I think Mikel should win it. Like he's just, he's a, he's very versatile. He can do a lot of things on, on the defensive end that just some of the guys that are candidates can simply not do. So yes, I think Mikel should be defensive player of the year. And, and yes. Monica. And on top of my point real quick, he doesn't foul out either guarding yes, the best yes, player. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. Very, yes, yes. He doesn't get tags either. Like. More. Mm. Hey, he's iron, he, man. Did, he, did, he does so many mm. things. Chris, what do you think, man? And, and and by the way, it is official. The Phoenix Suns have lost, so we are officially, officially in playoff mode. Everybody is uh is dapping up Damian Jones right now. <laughs> Say, hey, sorry, man. So, oh, Mikhail, Mikhail just gave him a hug. He just gave him a hug, tapped him on the, and he said, good job. Good job. Good luck in Sacktown. <laughs> oh, that was funny. They're the Holiday Brothers hugging. So it's official, Phoenix Suns fans. The regular season is over. We are 64 and 18. Best team in franchise history. I want to get to a little Ife Lundberg and Ish Wainwright talk coming up. But Chris... Talk to me about Mikhail and Monty, man. Should Monty be? Yes. Honestly, I don't think. Once again, I'm just going media-wise. It's going to Taylor Jenkins, unfortunately. Job being out, and they had a good record without their superstar, they're going to give it to him as a sympathy award. Um, Of course, Monty should have got it. Monty should be getting it his second year in a row. There's no reason that – this team's performing the way it does. Look, Chris Paul's missed games. Booker's missed games. 
Everybody misses games besides Mikael Bridges, who kept the streak going tonight. Um, and yeah, Mikael's definitely hands down defensive player of the year. Uh, I've seen arguments where people were saying, you know, of course, Marcus Smart, Jaron Jackson, but no, Mikael is out there on your best player. It doesn't matter who your best player is, one through five. He's going to take Embiid. He's going to take Steph. He's going to take Dane. You know, it, it doesn't matter. He's locking them up, too. I mean, like you said, he, he plays smart. He's not getting fouled. He doesn't have a bad attitude or anything. He's just a great guy. Mikel's defensive player of the year. I want money as coach, but it's going to Taylor Jenkins. Oh, man. Uh, Amit, you kind of alluded to that uh, even a few podcasts ago. Taylor Jenkins yeah. is going to get that. Do you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, look, like I, I really think that Taylor Jenkins has done an amazing job. Like I really do. And I, if if this was a two-year award, then yes, it, it definitely 100% is money. It, it really tells you the bias in the media because the Knicks were what, what four seed, so they had home court, lost in the first round of playoffs. That's what it took to get <laughs> Nice trick. Nice trick. I mean, what the heck? And then, yeah. So, so I mean, look. I think Monty could be coach of the year every year, right? Like he should have been. You definitely coach. Did he win coach of the bubble, or did they do an award for that? I mean, I don't think so. Not officially. Unofficially, right? But Aiden doesn't get suspended for twenty-five games. We make the playoffs. He has a strong case, right? Right. Probably, but there's no other coaches out there. I mean, I know Spolstra. All of a sudden, his name has jumped up, and because they have a lot of injuries, but didn't. Who got was it Dame who got bubble play, MVP? There's no way. Wasn't it TJ Warren? No, it was Dame. And it should have been Booker. Dame Dame sounds very familiar. I really think it was Dame who got bubble MVP. We get no love anytime. Yeah. Even though Booker over like averaged 34 points a game in the bubble, but yeah. And hit like Yeah, it was Dame. It was Dame. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So so I guess you know for you know for coach of the year. I'd love Monty to win it officially. Obviously, the, the, the uh, coaches association gave it to him. He should get it again. Um, I don't know. That award is that award is just weird. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, another weird award because, like the other candidates, I, I think there's really two candidates. It's Giannis and it's and it's uh, Bridges. There's nobody else because those are the only two guys that guard everybody. Like, does yeah. Embiid come out and guard Steph? No. No. Does any of these other bigs? Does Rudy Gobert come and guard any any point guard? No, no, it's it's getting exposed. Like, no, Rudy yeah. Gobert gets played off the floor actually yes, in a playoff yeah. series. When they yeah, he's a liability when a team which is very, very bad. <laughs> very bad. I mean, look at all the long leads they've yeah. had recently. I mean, that's some poor defense somewhere. I don't give a yeah. and, and, and my point is that Bridges, and not only will he pl- do that, but then you see him, he guards, uh, he'll guard, um, Brandon Ingram, he'll guard Jason Tatum, he'll guard, I mean, it's he's going into small power forward range as the primary defender on that player. And, and it doesn't show up in the stats because, you know, they may have a decent game. They may shoot all right, but he'll make them uncomfortable, create some turnovers, deflect some passes, but then you'll see him in the team defense, creating turnovers, creating fast breaks, getting dunks. Like he does a lot more than just the individual play on a player. And by far he's the defensive player of the year. 
Facts. I, I want to give a quick shout out to everybody in the chat real quick that has joined us so far. Metal Mike just joined in. What's going on, bro? JV's been here as always. What's going on? My favorite uh, Chicago Bull fan, along with Super Mario Hoops 24. If y'all haven't checked his stuff out, please do. Uh, Super Mario Hoops, go ahead and leave that in the chat so everybody knows where to find you as well. Uh, Nathaniel, what's going on, man? You were in here. We had Mike Hughes stop by earlier. Jordan Dinkins was on a little bit a little while ago. The Sports Show podcast tried to talk a little bit of uh, Golden State Warriors and talk about Clay getting forty one or something. I don't well, know. He's not shooting not... thirty times a night. So so, that's something that's not important. <laughs> Ray and uh, Roy and Alonzo were in here, so shout out everybody. Please uh, rate and review this show. Go ahead and throw the likes up. Share it out to everybody. He's on Firepot along with ASAP Sports. We really appreciate you guys. We're also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Playlists, all that fun stuff. Go and find us and leave a review. Uh, so we're. We all kind of agree to a point. We may be off like a position here, position there, but we all pretty much agree. JJ, I know I don't need to ask you about Monty and, and Mikhail. I, kn- I know exactly where you stand, but do you have any quick tidbits that haven't already been said regarding those two and the awards? Uh, no, uh, but like I know uh, we bag on Marcus Smart a, a little bit. Uh, I think Mikhail wins it, like hands down, but I do want to give a little praise to Marcus Smart. He has stepped up his defensive game this year. Uh, the the 10 15 games I watch uh, I've watched from uh, the Celtics run since uh, the All Star break like he's been really good on defense but it's just I think it's more the recent narrative that his name's been thrown in there if you look at all the Vegas odds and uh, stuff on sports books and stuff like uh, he's the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year I think it's just mostly because of recency bias but uh, all year uh, sports analysts on uh, ESPN first take whatever whatever like they've all said Mikhail Bridges is like locked down he is uh, uh, the green uh, Mikhail uh, he's a uh, 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 like like he's just straight up locked down to, like, oh <laughs> so <laughs> but uh, no uh, like uh, with the coach of the year we talked about it it's like two awards there's a media then the one amongst peers I, Weird. I yeah. yeah. Whatever. I think Monty should at least win one of those. Taylor Jenkins for sure. I think he deserves it. I don't think Spo uh, deserves it this year. Uh, this game, uh, his team is very wonky, very off and on. They've been through uh, like a rough patch uh, since the All Star break. It's n- not looking good for them right now. They might. Monty never had a, a player want to fight him. So yeah, oh, sure. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but I think Spo. I think Spo is a great coach. It's just uh, this team is uh, just a little iffy. Uh, they're cold. And then Kyle Lowry just hasn't been putting out the way that uh, everybody expected him to. And the same thing mm-hmm. as Victor Oladipo. It's just no offensive uh, distribution uh, from those guys right now. So, uh, like, I-, I like this Heat team on paper. Uh, maybe they can uh, make a push in the playoffs. I think they might get upset. But I think no question the top two uh, coaching the year candidates are Jenkins and uh, Monty. No question. Nobody else comes close. I completely agree. Uh, a couple, a couple stats about this year's Suns team. We were thirty-two and nine at home and away. Thirty-two and nine at home. Thirty-two oh. and nine away. Uh, some final NBA stats I want to share with you guys. Some stat leaders. So officially, points per game and beat at thirty point six. Gobert led the league in rebounds at fourteen point seven. There's our man CP three, ten point eight. Uh, steals per game, DeJounte Murray, surprisingly. Blocks per game, surprisingly, Jaron Jackson Jr. All right, Gobert, field goal percentage. I hate seeing Luke Kennard with that three-point percentage. It should have been Cam Johnson. 
yes. if he didn't get injured. It should have been Cam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three-point makes, Steph, 285, but it only took 2,085 you know, shots to get that up there <laughs> in his worst shooting year, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Chris, anything stand out to you right there? I mean, of course, uh, the assist leader, point guy, almost <laughs> 11 assists a game. That is crazy. Cause At how old again? How old is he? Like 50. Pretty close Bro. to 50. <laughs> what is he? No, he's, he's like 37. 30. Don't start with me. That's <laughs> like 37, I want to say. 36, I think 30, one of those. He's about to be 36. I'm 34. So he's about to be 37. Yeah, something like that. He'll be 37 next month. Yeah. It's the, I think his birthday's the 6th. Um, yeah, 36. 36, May 6th. Yep. His birthday's yeah. the 6th. Chris knows. Don't yeah. doubt Chris when it comes to. Chris knows Chris. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Fair, fair Chris enough, knows fair Chris. Enough, fair enough. And then I think the one thing on like Chris Paul's assist is it's not like how it was in, you know, when he was on the Clippers. It's not just Lob City right now. He's passing it to Cam to book for shots. I mean, you know, it's not just lobs. So this just shows the shooting depth of the team. I mean, yeah, he's making the right passes, but everybody else has to hit their shots too. That shows just how great this team is. Nick, what stands out to you on this? Uh, Just all the stats in general. Yeah, out of the stats right here. Um, Obviously, I think that Chris Paul, you know, having almost 11 assists per game is something that's definitely not getting talked about a lot. Um, I think Luke Kennard, also him having nearly 45% from three, that's crazy. I definitely do agree that it should have been well. Cam Johnson. It was, like, right there. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, no, I mean, I kind of expected a lot of these, except maybe Embiid. You could maybe switch with LeBron or something. But other than that, I mean, yeah, a lot of these stats definitely do make a lot of sense to me. Amit, JJ, you guys want to chime in with anything else there? The funniest thing to me is that Embiid won that award because I never would have thought he would have played enough games to qualify for that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty amazing to me. Uh, uh, For me, uh, Gobert having like uh, 71% from the field. And it kind of like, I know it's all the shots are like at the rim or alleys, but uh, it's still kind of crazy. That's uh, really efficient, but... um, uh, Donovan, you know, uh, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell averages two passes to uh, Gobert a game. Two point yeah. three. Two point yeah. three. Oh, yeah. Sorry. yeah, come on. Hey, come on. <laughs> no, but that, that's just insane, dude. Like, uh, I don't think Donovan's going to be on Utah next year. Oh, yeah. uh, nope. one of them isn't going to be. One on of them is not going to be for sure. Yeah. He's leaving. I, I don't blame Gobert if he uh, if he's the one to leave and Free he Gobert. goes to like Dallas or something. If Gobert nah, goes he, to Dallas. I mean, he's going to Chicago, I bet. Man. Chicago would be a good spot, man. Vucevic U- is about to be. Utah loves those big white men, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, they had yeah, Okur back in the day. They had uh oh oh what was Buddy's Ostertag. name? Uh, Ostertag. Ostertag. Yep, Ostertag. yep. Mm-hmm. And then before Ost- Ostertag, they had the big seven foot six giant guy. I forget his name. Uh, was Sean Bradley? Nah. Um, Mirson? No, no. no. Was Sean Bradley? Oh no. Oh no, I am Mark Eaton. Look it up. Oh, Mark Eaton. Eaton. Oh, okay. Mark Eaton. He was seven Dude was huge. Okay. <laughs> go look go look back at some Mark Eaton footage and it would surprise the hell out of you. Yeah, go look back. Oh, he actually just passed like a, a year and a half ago. Yeah. So, I, I so yeah, that sucks. That. So, fellas, officially the play in game is there. It is penciled down. It is happening. On Tuesday night, I want to go through all of these, including the Eastern Conference, and see what you guys think. Tuesday night, we got these seven, eight seed games. We got the Cavs at the Nets. 
Mm-hmm. And we have the Clippers at the Timberwolves. Loser of that game is potentially going to be the Suns' opponent. So, Amit, I want to start with you. Who's going to take that Clippers and T-Wolves matchup in Minnesota? That's going to be a fun game, by the way. That's going to be Paul George back. Pat Bev playing against them. Let's go. I mean, it's going to be it's it's going to be a wild game for sure because the way that the Minnesota has a really just like sporadic offense, and then their defense is really good. They got all these deflections and steals, and then you got the Clippers who kind of run it back a little bit with some of the same squad that they had last year. Um, But I just don't. I I honestly, I don't think Timberwolves know how to act in a game like this, and I I think the Clippers are going to are going to win in the fourth. Anybody disagree with him or have any other points on that? We said the Cl- no. you think the Clippers are going to win, right? Cl- Clippers going to beat the, the Wolves. I don't know. But now I got T Wolves winning that one. Ooh, like, that's kind of a toss up, honestly, man. Honestly, I think they're overall just a better team than the Clippers. And like they've kind of went a little under the radar for like a majority of the year until like around like late of the season. But I just think they overall have a better team. I think like Carl Anthony Towns could go off and seeing Patrick Beverly versus former team, you know, that's probably going to cause uh, cause some chaos knowing him. But no, nah, uh, I'm excited to see the playing game. But yeah, I, I just think the T Wolves are going to beat them. I mean, I, I for sure agree doing? that they probably have better like. Top, like star talent with Anthony Edwards and 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 Cat, but I just yeah. think like Ty Lue coaching the playoff team, like they, you know, I don't, I, I would just take Ty Lue and that, yeah, if I had to put money on it. That's why that's really the only reason I would go with the Clippers, just because of the Ty Lue factor, and then it's also depend on Paul George. What what are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the real playoff P or PG thirteen percent? Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> playoff P or way Did off. You say PG thirteen percent? Yeah, PG thirteen <laughs> percent. <laughs> that's what Corey Craig is on him, but yeah. I know I, 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 I agree with you, Chris. Uh, but man, it's just tricky because is Zubak gonna be guarding Cat the whole game? I like uh, what they have Hartlestein. They have Hartlestein. They can come in. Roko for the help, maybe. But um, Roko ain't guarding Cat. No. <laughs> so, uh, like, if I had to put money on it, I'll probably take the Wolves winning it. Uh, yeah, they they're just scrappy and like like there's just more offensive threats on Minnesota than the Clippers have. Uh, I I haven't seen um, uh, uh, PG stats as of late and Reggie Jackson, so I don't know how Reggie Jackson's been playing this year. But obviously he's been playing good, uh, considering where they are, uh, yeah. you know, record wise and stuff. So, uh, but it like if there was a gun to my head, uh, like I, I'll probably pick the Wolves winning. Man, Amit, I'm 100% with you, man. I don't see a universe where the Clippers lose this. They have all the dudes that can take care of Anthony Edwards and then be physical and you push around Carl Anthony Towns. I I don't know. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Now, if Towns goes off, that's a different story. I mean, if Towns gets a, a 40, 45 point game, you know, that that's going to be a wrap. But their defense and their wings and their guys that are 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", Nick Batum, uh, I forgot that they had Rodney Hood. He's not going to be playing that much. Marcus Morris, yeah. Norman Powell. Come on, man. Terrence Mann. Well, this yeah, is this is a game. Uh-huh. This is a prove-it game for Cat. Because like, last time we went to playoffs, it was with Jimmy Butler. I think Ricky was on that team. It's like, dude, are you the guy or not? Because you, like. Everybody in Phoenix wants to trade you for DeAndre Ayton. Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, I also think it's like, oh, God. No, please. No, I was going to say, because, like, oh, yeah. the, the thing with the play-in, and I think you can say this about last year's play-in, too, is, like, what if it was a series? How Like, would you think it would turn out different? Like, with the was it Warriors and Grizzlies, like, I don't think the Grizzlies would win a series, like, last year if it was a seven-game series. So, like, do you think that would really make a difference? Or you think, regardless, the Clippers would come out on top and, like, a more like, you know, yeah, like a seven-game series? You still think series Clippers? Clippers. Oh, no, series Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. 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 I will say Clippers, but... As a betting man, if I were to put money down, I wouldn't. Not in a playing game. I'm not putting money down in a playing game in a winner take all to go to the playoffs. Or <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, it's, it's so it's, it could just be it's it's just like one game. So like mm-hmm. anything could happen. Like you said, like cat could go off or any, like anything. But like that. the Clippers' defensive superiority all around will win this game. I think they're going to frustrate the hell out of D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, and all those other young dudes that have never tasted the playoffs. This is a team that just got done almost taking the Suns to a seven-game series in the Western Conference Finals. So, who's going to guard PG? Who's going to guard Marcus Morris? Who's going to guard Norman Powell? Who's going to guard all these dudes? I don't know if they have the firepower on the defensive end to be able to stop him, quite frankly. But, again, I can see a world where Cat goes off for 40, 45 points and Anthony Edwards finishes off and ends with 24 or something like that. I can 100% see that. But I'm going to put my money on the Clippers. The other game of the night in the Eastern Conference, Cavs at Nets. Does anybody here think the Cavaliers have a chance? Wait, raise your hand. So no, not the, the Cowboys jersey lose. behind you, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if the Nets lose, yeah. they go against the Bucks, right? Or is it the other way? Let, let me no, the Nets go to Celtics. The Nets look at the Celtics. Yep, correct. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it'd be 2-7. Two seed. Yeah. The 2 seed. Yeah. yep. Okay. Nets and Celtics. Oh. Uh, teams really with no big men. That's like almost perfect for the Celtics, though, because they have no big men that has to go out and guard anybody. For yeah. what it's worth, they, well, they have no. I don't think they have Robert Williams back. No, I think he's gonna miss the first round. Yeah, he's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he'd play. Nets, Nets have nobody down low, but I mean, you got Kyrie and Durant versus Tatum and Brown. I'm going Celtics. Like in a series, I'm, I'm just going. With, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going with the Celtics in a series. Yeah, I. Ooh. To be fair, I have them making the NBA Finals out of the Eastern Conference, but yeah. They do. I mean, I've seen quite a few videos where people are picking them. Their defense has definitely picked up, and they're if they beat the Nets, they're going to be the favorite. Yeah. But they have no big man to compete with Embiid yeah. if they got to play an Embiid. Yeah, that's true. Or, or the Bucks. That's going to be tough. Which they but can also, do it. Yeah. So I, I have a question about that because you know I think that the East is wide open. I think it's really what happens with the Nets, but. Um, you know, versus some of these the matchups, but do we do you guys think that Jimmy Butler is like a superstar? Because I don't think he is. He's a no. star. I, I want to put he's him a star. Right? He's, he's a star. Yeah. He's a star. One hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, is, he, is, he, is he a franchise build around this guy kind of player? No, 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 no. no. Not not now. He was no. a superstar when he was with the Sixers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. Was he? He doesn't play enough games. Or he's just I really just, good. He was good, he was yeah. Really but... good on the Sixers, dude. He was averaging like twenty five and like eight, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, Tobias Harris, he was like super inconsistent that year, so it was really just him and this year too, kind of holding it down. Yeah. Like Tobias Harris can't. It seems like he can't be a good third option. It was he on Colin yeah. Coward's second NBA team, or am I? Am I the one that saw that? 
I, I didn't see that. Parker? I hope he's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was like Colin. It was um, like well, like Tobias Harris, Lamelo Ball, I think Julius Randle. Like I thought it was a joke, but apparently that was like Colin Coward's like second team. For what so, second team? Of- <laughs> like, NBA, <laughs> like the like yeah, second team NBA. He, he's uh, too smart. Uh, for that. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's wrong. Oh, like yeah. probably like, <laughs> that together. I hope that wasn't Colin. Yeah, I, I really hope that wasn't Colin. I, I still hope it's not. So I mean, I guess I guess the East is so wide open. The reason I, I was bringing up the whole Jimmy Butler thing is because he's relying on guys like, you know, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, an old Kyle Lowry, like we're, and Bam, who who, I mean, he, he's obviously been in the Defensive Player uh, of the Year conversation too. But I just I don't know, man. I just I look at the Heat team and I think they got a lot of good players, but they all have to play at a high level all the time. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Versus like you know the Suns True. like. You know, uh, CP3 can go down and Cam campaign can step up for two games or, or Booker can drop yeah. a 40-point triple-double. or You know what I mean? It's just like there's just a lot of, like, ways that I just don't think that they they have confidence in players that I wouldn't have confidence in normally. That is a – that's why I didn't pick them to come out of the East or, or get a top seed. But that's the kind of team in a defense that catches a lot of teams off guard in the first or second quarter, and all of a sudden Duncan Robinson and Harrow are heating up, and it's it's a wrap, you know? So it's can, a different animal in playoffs, though. It's a completely different game. Yeah, JJ. Yeah. I, I can tell you the issue with the Heat. Like, if Tyler Hero is your best player and he's coming off the bench, there's obviously a lineup issue. Like, <laughs> so, Play your best like, players. Start your best yeah. players. Yeah, Ugh. so if Tyler, uh, if Tyler Hero is dropping 20 20- – and Duncan Robinson is having a bad shooting night, then, like, what is this team? If Jimmy Butler is only scoring 10 points uh, before the second half, and then in the second half he only shoots uh, maybe three or four times, Kyle Lowry is just not doing anything. So, like, what is this team really? You know, so that's my biggest issue with the Heat. No arguments here. Absolutely no arguments. I did did know that – I just found that out recently. I totally forgot about this. Jimmy Butler did have a 40-point triple-double in the finals when he was missing two starters on his team, right? Yeah. That was, what, 2020? So that's like two years ago now, two and a half years ago. That, so, that was the bubble run. That was the bubble run, too. The, bubble, I, the, bubble. the more I, the more I place myself away from the bubble run, the less serious I take it. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. I've started to like progress like where it really didn't matter that much as like kind of like, like the weeks have gone on. Think about what we just said. We thought TJ Warren could have been an MVP in the bubble. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, where the hell is he? Now? Hey, right. hey! I've, I haven't heard his name in a minute. He's he's going to be most improved player next year, whoever he signs with, Mark. <laughs> or no, no, excuse me, comeback player. Not most improved comeback player, but they don't really have that in the NBA. Um. Yeah. No. So Wednesday, we got the 9-10 seeds. The winner of this game will face the loser of the other game. In the East, we've got the Hornets and the Hawks. And then in the West, we've got the Spurs at the Pelicans. I, starting in the West, I'm going to take the Pelicans to win that game. From what I've seen out of them recently and CJ McCollum and all that, I'm taking them. And then for me, it would be a Pelicans versus T-Wolves game. Two teams I even said on this podcast I don't want to face in the first round, but here we are. It doesn't matter. Run through the gauntlet. That's totally fine with me. And I am conflicted at who would win between the T-Wolves and the Pelicans because both teams can get hot, and it's whoever gets hot first. And for me, that's a toss-up. Chris, Spurs and Pelicans, who do you got? I'll want 
the Spurs. One, I like Pop, but it's just, ew, you know, what? Just, it's, yeah, I like Pop. It's just being easier. Wild shot. <laughs> it's just an easier path, but yeah. the Pels are gonna win. I mean, yeah, th- there's no competition. So no. you have, so you have the the Timberwolves beating the Clippers in the seven eight game officially going on record. Mm, still, that's a toss up. The Pels Spurs is an easy one. Yeah, like we said, it's, it's one night. Anything could happen. Okay, so you know what? Clippers. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I'm not trusting Cat enough in a big moment. There it is. Okay, so T Wolves and Pelicans. Then who do you yeah. got? Uh, T Wolves would be the home team, by the way. Wolves. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Nick, Spurs and Pelicans. Spurs and Pelicans. Nine ten matchup. Who you got? I'm going with Pelicans. I will say, though, I think it's kind of funny that the Spurs made the play, and I don't think they actually thought they were going to make it, but just because the Lakers decided to be whatever you call that, <laughs> like, they just kind of just, like, are here, like, oh, shoot, we could, like, Shout actually out do something. It would be so funny <laughs> if they, like, made the playoffs. Like, I kind of want to see that happen, but, like, I'm, I got to take the Pelicans. Like, there's no debate, honestly. But it would be super funny if they, like, made it to the playoffs. Like, I would love to see that. So you got the T-Wolves winning their game, though, against the Clippers. And so Clippers and Pelicans, who do you got? I want to say Pelicans so bad, but I could see the the Clippers winning it, honestly. Right. I'm going to go Clippers. It's very close, though. And, yeah, like uh, like I think I've said before, like it's one night. It's one game. There's really, like, no defining factor, like, who's, like, going to win it. So, yeah, I'd have to take the Clippers. Ament, you and I have been spot on for quite a few things, including when we started the very first our, our our podcast when we listed the teams one through whatever. You and I were pretty close. We split on the Heat thing a little bit, or no, the Cavaliers. You you actually had the Cavaliers higher than a lot of people. Um, then they came down mostly due to injuries. But you and I think the same on the Clippers and the T Wolves. Who do you got between Spurs and Pelic- and Pelicans in New Orleans? Dude, this this is actually such a disadvantage for like a one seed. Because, like, you get a team that wins it's, – it's like March Madness, right? Like, you get a team that wins their tournament, their conference tournament. They get two wins. They come in, and they, they steal game one, right? Not that, they're like, they're going to win the, the series, but it's just, like, it's a disadvantage because you don't know who you're going to play, and this team has played recent games, and you're going to be – hopefully you're not rusty, right? I mean – happened. It happened was, last year with the Lakers, bro. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it happened to the Lakers, too, because uh, they lost that first game to Dame. Correct. Um, so, you know, so, I mean, honestly, like th- these teams are so wildly inconsistent. It's like laughable to think like these could be playoff teams, the Pelicans and the Spurs. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm picking, I- I'm just going to go pop has some magic left and he-, he pulls it out somehow. And DeJounte so then you're going to have, so you'll have Spurs and T-Wolves in the next game. No, I'd have Spurs Clippers. Oh, so Spurs Clippers. No, you yeah. said you're going to pick the Clippers to beat the T-Wolves, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh, sorry. So they already get the. So seven. they would get the seventh seed, Got and then it. So and then the loser. Yeah. Okay, so Wolves, T- Wolves and, and Spurs, Spurs in Minnesota. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take the T Wolves at that point. I yep. think they just they just got more talent. Yep. JJ, who do you got? Um, I'm picking the Pelicans. Uh, I I love the addition with CJ McCollum. He's been great for them uh, since he's joined the team. Uh, if Brandon Egram can have a, a decent night. And puts up 25 
and uh, CJ McCollum has a, a pretty good shooting night. I don't see why they can't just beat the Spurs. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll definitely take them in that game. <laughs> and then who do you got coming out of that uh, that last final game? Do you got the Pels or do you got the T Wolves? Or what? No, you picked the T Wolves to beat the Clippers, right? Yeah. So okay, do you got the Clippers or do you got the Pels? Uh, I'm gonna go with Clippers. I think Clippers will win that. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. But it looks like we're not going to be playing San Antonio, you guys. We're going to be yeah, playing a tougher team. Over in the <laughs> East. Man. Over in the East, um, everybody has the Cavaliers losing game one. The second game is the Hawks and the Hornets. I think the Hawks are going to win both games to sneak into the eighth seed. Does anybody else think differently? It is, it is a home game for the Hawks and Hornets, by the way. And last year, the Hornets got blown out in this game against the Pacers blown out the Hornets did I'm gonna go with the Hawks anybody gonna disagree over the Hawks and Hornets I mean I'm a little biased over the Hornets because my best friend is a Hornets fan but no the Hawks are gonna whoop their ass like I I don't see it going any other way I'm just gonna be honest I don't think the Hornets are ready for like to make the next step into actually making the playoffs so nah they're gonna lose by 30. (laughs) 30. (laughs) Yes 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 30. The, yeah, the line. <laughs> I'm calling my the book line. Right by the way, if yeah, anybody's curious, uh, Timberwolves by two and a half over the Clippers. Uh, Nets only by eight over the Cavaliers, which I find a little shocking. The Atlanta Hawks are the favorite at four and a half points, and the Pelicans are the favorite at five points. So it seems a little low for some of those, but overall fair. I'm definitely pounding the over on the Hawks Hornets game for sure. Um, yeah. Hawks and Cavaliers. Does anybody think the Cavaliers can beat the Hawks to get that eight seed? Nah, nah, nah. Nope. I think so, the Hawks are going to win that. Nah. Yeah. So yeah. this is basically what it's going to look like then. Um, if you look all the way down, if you kind of stick to this seating, this the top one is the one o'clock, three thirty-six, eight thirty. We're yeah. probably going to be the very last game on sunday which we were going to be a sunday team because the, you know we got the play-in guys so they they play friday um we're probably going to be the very last game i don't know what tip time would be i would imagine it would be 8 30 or 7 30 eastern time so yeah, we're gonna have to wait which is totally fine unfortunately i'm gonna be out of town you guys and i'd, I'd love to do a twitter space after the game um, but we don't know what the wi-fi is going to be like out there so look at all the other games though Utah, Dallas, Dallas, the home team. I'm I'm taking Dallas. Memphis versus, in my opinion, the Clippers. That would be a hell of a matchup. I would pick the Clippers in six, by the way. Toronto and Philadelphia. Interesting storyline with Matisse Thibel not being able to play in Canada. What does that mean against Toronto? And Toronto is the best rebounding team in the league, by the way. They, they damn near killed the Suns two games in a row with offensive rebounds alone. They're a sneaky good team. I'm looking forward to that matchup. I would probably pick Philly just because of the James Harden and Bede thing, blah, blah, blah. Golden State and Denver. I might pick Denver, believe it or not. I might pick them, and it depends on Steph Curry. We can get into that. Uh, it's looking like Miami, by our estimations, would play uh, the Hawks. I'll take Miami. Boston against the Nets. I'm not going to bet against KD quite yet. And then we would play, a lot of us think the Clippers, some of us think the T-Wolves. I think the T-Wolves, possibly the Pelicans, and we're going to find out in the coming days. So 
These are our playoff matchups as of right now. Specs, I want to start yeah. with you. Yeah. Talk to me about a series other than the Phoenix series that really jumps out at you right now. I will say, I think the, was it Utah and Dallas? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting series. I feel like a lot of people are going with Dallas right now because, you know, they've been a very good team. But I'm going to be honest, I think Dallas is really, really overrated. I got to cut you off real quick. Breaking news. Yeah. Frank Vogel officially fired. Officially. officially. <laughs> wow. Breaking news. Expected to be released on Monday, but Woj just tweeted it. So you turn on your Woj notifications, everybody. Sorry to you cut you off, Specs, but breaking no, news. No, 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 you're good. No, that just made but they won. Mind. What? Just, they that won just tonight. Made He's going to buy <laughs> <laughs> The Lakers win, America wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that just, no, that just made my day. Okay. Um, but no, Dallas is a very overrated team. I don't think they're every because I've had people try to convince me that like Dallas and Phoenix are gonna meet in either the second round, I think, with the way the seating is. Please be no. Utah so I can go to a playoff game. Please. <laughs> um, like I have people tell me that like Dallas is gonna beat the Suns. Like, no, like absolutely not. This team Shout is Shout out joke. Nick Wright. Dumbest take. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I want to get me started on Nick Wright. Like, um, but yeah, I, as bad as Utah is, I still have them taking this series, even though Utah is a joke of a organization. I'll put it that way. But yeah, I got Dallas win that one. Chris, I know you got to hop off pretty quickly here. We really appreciate you coming on, dude. It's been a lot of fun. But before you go, we need to hear from you. What? Let me get the let me get it back up because I was trying to transition to something else. Um, what playoff matchup other than the Suns really jumps out at you? And that can include the teams that you're picking at the eight nine matchup as well, or seven eight matchup, whatever. Um, shout out to Nate in the comments because I'm going Denver Golden State as the most interesting matchup. Um, I, I think even a Steph, you know, a healthy Steph, that's a seven game series with Denver actually getting an upset over Golden State. Um, it's just something about Golden State this year, that inconsistency, man. It's They're just not there this year. They're consistently Yoke, inconsistent. Yeah, yes. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Yogi just seems like he's just on a mission this year, man. It's, yeah. I mean, I, it's not going to result in anything good, but <laughs> – I'm going, I will I'm admit that is a little straight. scary for Suns fans, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I just don't like bad karma our way, and we've got a lot of bad karma there. So, I mean, we got a lot of bad karma well, with Jazz fans right now, too. So, I don't know if that necessarily matters. Do you think it matters at all, Chris? No. Nah. No, I think we got our, um, you know, our stuff out the way in the regular season. So, I think we'll, we should be able to yeah, fair enough. cruise through the playoffs. Fair enough. Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any last words that you want to say for Suns fans, Chris Paul's fan, Chris Paul fans, anything like that before you hop off? Man, I think like the quote of the night is one game at a time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. No Suns and four guy, none of that stuff, man. Let's just no focus money on guy. No, no money guy. <laughs> no, God, I hate. That oh guy. my God, no! Someone, <laughs> fi someone find him. Someone find him. He's not man. Like let's just, Act, somebody let's, on Twitter two days ago just said Raz Joss. If anybody follows him in the Phoenix area, he's also a Raiders fan. He said, "I swear to God, I just saw him." And there was like a whole thread going on, thinking that this was the guy. So that. Neither here or there. He thinks it was him, but couldn't confirm. But go on, Chris. Sorry. Yeah. Th no, that's it, man. Like, let's just be humble, be happy. We had a great regular season. Let's just transition yeah. into the playoffs and yeah, baby, to the finals. Yeah, and baby. Hopefully, we all get together in Phoenix for a parade. 
Yeah, he's on fire. I'm gonna hit you with that one, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. Please tell everybody where they can find you and your work on the ASAP Network. Oh man, I'm on the ASAP Network. Uh, the best show to check me out on is Friday nights on the NBA Fast Break Talk. We do a lot of Phoenix Suns topics because I'm a topic creator. So of course, we're gonna discuss that. Um, gentlemen, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I will definitely, definitely be back, especially during off the playoffs. Um, I know we're talking about doing a lot this week. I'm gonna try to jump in as much as I can. The time zone thing kind of hurts a little bit, but we're gonna make it work. We'll make it happen. Thank you so much, brother, for coming on. We'll uh, we'll see you soon, and and go Suns, right? Always. Thank you, Chris. Atta boy, that was awesome. I loved having him on again. My partner in crime against all these ASAP fools that think they know something about the Phoenix Suns, and we had to drop some knowledge. Y'all should have heard Freddie Henderson. Oh Lord. Oh, Lord, man, one off. But I want to bring this back up. Amit, I want to throw it to you. Uh, since you and I both think the Clippers are going to get the seventh seed, is that the first one that sticks out to you? Is the Clippers that, Memphis, or is there something else that, that jumps out? I mean, I just look at it and I go, it's going to be really funny when the Clippers beat Memphis, when they were talking about this was the the team that the, the Suns are, that's the Suns killer. Coach right? of the year is going to lose in the first round again, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, the thing about Memphis is, is, you know, they, they actually, I, I got to give them props because they're kind of in that oh, Suns yeah. mold, right? Like where they've yeah, you know, built yeah. a culture, they built a young team. Um, but the difference is, is that the Suns are a little bit further along because Booker had to play so many years and he's already on his like second contract. They haven't right. paid anybody yet. They're paying their biggest contract right now is Adam, Steven Adams. So they're going to start having to pay guys and it's going to make a difference. And they're going to, that team is going to change. It's not going to be what we see right now. There's going to be a lot of movement with players and draft picks and whatnot. Right. Um, they, right. they did it really smartly because they did moves where they got Iguodala, you know, just to get some picks. They did moves to get Jay to, to buy him out and do some things where they were able to accumulate a bunch of assets. But at some point you got to turn those assets into something. To me, it sounds like those assets are going to be like Bradley Beal or something like that to make it, you know, just to make everything work because it can't pay everybody. But um, I just, I really like that Memphis Clippers first round. The Golden State, um, the Golden State uh, Nuggets one is going to be fun too because we're going to see, we're going to see, you know, those, those are all the haters right there, right? Like we're going to see mm-hmm. all the Suns haters, right? <laughs> each other. So it's going to be really funny. JJ, go off on a second. I got a new image I want to pull up. Uh, but talk to me about some of the uh, some of the playoffs that are going to be starting and some of the matchups as well, please. Man, I'm I'm just in general, just an NBA fan. I'm very excited to watch all all these games and series because you know these are just uh, it's just going to be a bloodbath this year in the playoffs. But uh, the one I was sort of eyeballing is the Toronto Philly one. I think Toronto might upset the Sixers. Uh, Toronto's a very scrappy team. Uh, they can be very streaky. Uh, Gary Trent, I, I trust Gary Trent a lot more than I do Tobias Harris, uh, and it, it, like it. Wow, yeah, too. good point. Yeah, well, uh, and with Siakam too, his turnaround is like, uh, was he shooting at like a ninety nine per, like percentile? It like just uh, his just spin move in the paint. Uh, uh, Toronto might upset. Uh, so eyeballing, we, you know, of course, we, uh, the Nuggets are going to see. We, we just we just lost you a second. You said someone's going to bounce who? 
Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, Toronto is going to probably upset Philly in a six to seven wow. game series. Uh, but then my other Boom, shakalaka. Uh, well, I think uh, Memphis and Clippers. I think that might be a seven game series, a six to seven games. I think uh, Clippers will still pull out of that. Um, I just like like uh, I don't want to you know shit on Memphis. They're a really good team. I just don't know how they'll be able to handle the playoffs yet. This would be a good uh, taster for just NBA fans in general. I'm not doubting Memphis. It's just, you know, if I had to put money on it, I, I would do the Clippers. But uh, with the Nuggets and Golden State series, I really hope Golden State wins that. I oh, <laughs> Like, I really hope uh, Golden uh, or uh, uh, the Nuggets win that series. I, oh, like, okay. It's not that, I would love to see yeah, that. I would love to see that. Yeah, like it, it will shut the Warriors fans up and we could just move on. And, you know, it, it will be quiet after that, uh, at least from the, uh, uh, the Western Conference standpoint. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'll like being a Suns fan, you know, I want the easiest path possible. But for a better story, you know, uh, like let, let's get all uh, the best teams, you know, like we'll make a better story when we tell it later after we're holding the Larry OB. So, I mean, uh, I mean, there is something to be said for the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies to be ousted in the first round, and then that would be insane. That would be what is especially both of them. What is the media going to talk about then in the Western Conference? They're going to talk about Lakers. how oh these other teams are are up and up. Oh Denver's going to get this. Oh Clippers going to get that. No one's going to talk about the Suns still. I guarantee it. They're going to be talking about everybody else on the on the East who we we need to touch on. By the way, we need to touch on this Milwaukee Chicago series. I'm looking forward to that one. I I do think Milwaukee wins it four games to one. If I'm if I yeah. had to pick with a gun to my head, but. I could see dudes like Vucevic coming out with a 30 to 35 point game and DeMar doing what DeMar does and finally taking things serious and, and going ham. We're not going to see Lonzo ball. That sucks. By the way, we're going to be get robbed of that. Zach Levine is a shell of himself from last year to now, honestly, but those are still guys that can put up numbers. Amit Milwaukee, Chicago. What do you think? Dude, Milwaukee or sorry, Chicago has not been able to beat anybody of quality. Good. Right? We know oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> right, there, right there, right there, yes. Right I there. mean, they That's don't really have Lonzo, yeah. and you. and you're you. you're you're playing the the defending champion. So I mean, bye. But I want to go back to your point. You guys were all saying you want the 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 Nuggets to beat the Warriors. I actually want the Warriors to win because I have a feeling that Joker is going to get the MVP, and I want to see another sad MVP losing the first round. <laughs> my man this man just wants to chaos you love to see it yeah oh uh, i mean love to see it. nick here's where i'm at with the suns man i just i want to shut everybody up and literally snag the title out of everybody's yes. effing grasp yes thank you i don't care who we play i want to play either minnesota or the clippers i the best team give me the clippers give me that smoke Yes. The winner of Dallas and the winner of Dallas and Utah, you know, that's that's you know kind of whatever. But I would say give me Luca just so that we could shit on Pretty Boy's face. Yes, you know, in, in a four-one, possibly four-zero second round matchup. I'm a little bit worried because we haven't played this team with Spencer Dinwiddie and Berton, so it's a little bit different. I would have no fear that we would lose. I think we'd go four-one, and then I want to beat Golden State or Memphis. 
I want to beat these teams that everybody's been sucking on for the last however many months the season has been. Over in the East, man, I, I would love nothing more than Milwaukee again, to be honest with you. Give yeah. me Milwaukee and a healthy rematch. Lopez. That rematch. That's fine. So, Nick, looking at this, and and you commented, you were kind of hyping me up with some of those chants just a second ago. Do you agree, or do you think it's going to go kind of a different way, like like Amit saying Team Chaos, or how is this? Uh, which uh, with which series in particular? With every everything in the West, everything in the East, how is this all going to shake up? All right, with the East, I'm just going to say this right now. Uh, the Bucks are sweeping the Bulls. I just want to get this out of the way. The Bulls have not been able to beat a top team. Um, but as far as the whole playoffs go, as a Suns fan, obviously, you know, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want the easiest route to the playoffs. But then there's that side of me that's like, well, we can beat the top teams. And, like, we're built for those moments. And I don't want to hear last year, which even though I have literally, like, defended so many reasons why last year was obviously a good run by the Suns and why it wasn't, oh, it was a fraud of a season. But then you see the two teams from the finals last year. Look what they're both at. Like, they're both the top in their conferences, like, respectively. So, yeah, maybe injuries did play some of what of a role. But the Suns are – and they could have been the number one seed last year. They were, what, like, one game, half a game of that? Yeah. But they could yeah. have been the first seed last year in, like, back-to-back seasons. So, I honestly – there's, like, a side of me that wants to play the best teams in the league just to shut everyone up and just run through the whole NBA. Like, that's, like, kind of what my mind is at. But it would be obviously, you know, kind of, like, more, I guess, easier on my mental health of my mind to play, like, some of these easier teams. But – yeah, I, I want the best teams in the NBA. I want to, like, just whoop all of them and just shut the media up and everything like that. Like, I've been saying this is going to happen for the whole season, and it's so amazing to hear just – not here, but just to see this play out, like, live in front of my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Nick, be like – This is my house, and I did not invite you. 100% there. <laughs> that got me hype. Amit, are you afraid of the – the, the terror road that would lie ahead. Do you want the easiest road? Where's your head at right now? Dude, we've been so far better than all these teams consistently that I'm just not concerned. I mean, like, yeah, okay, Dallas is different, right? Like, they're, they're a different team than when we played them sure. last time. But, I mean, Aiden's going to go 20 and 20. Like, I mean, like, he, he's going to feast on them. He's going to feast on the Warriors. Um, well, you're not worried about Willie Cauley-Stein? <laughs> Actually, no, not, come on, come not on. at all. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, he oh, should be God. worried about JaVale McGee. Dorian uh, Finney-Smith yes. for the win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these dudes, Man. like, I'm not I'm not worried about the, the way that they play because Dallas is just – they've gotten better. They, they're playing better defense than what they did, which is really Absolutely. ironic because they traded their only, like, shot protector. But it's, it's just that same style that they play, which is, like, Luka and a bunch of three-point shooters. And it's just – and they're not really good three-point shooters. Like you got Brunson that can create, Spencer Dewey can create, Bertans is a decent three-point shooter, but the rest of these guys are just like they're not consistent. And we saw it in the playoffs; they're not good in the playoffs. So I'm not concerned about them. I'm not concerned about anybody in the West, to be honest with you. Memphis isn't interesting because of the whole John Morant thing, but like I said, I don't know if they're going to even get to the to the second round. And then they have to win in that round. And who would they play? Would they play the Warriors, who've got even though they have. They don't have that, like, they, they keep saying they have that championship mentality, but I'm like, you don't got Iguodala. You don't got Sean Livingston. You don't got Barbosa. You don't got Iguodala's, Iguodala's don't back. Have... Isn't, isn't Iguodala healthy now? He's played four he's games this season. Yes. He will play, he's, like, he's barely any minute. Yes. Yeah. He's and, and plus, Golden State was asked for two years, and now uh, they're good. They're good this year. Yeah. They're, they're the third seed, but 
this isn't the 2017, 2018. Yeah. And, and, and guys like Jonathan Kaminga and Gary Payton, the second Jordan pool, all those guys, they don't know what it's like to play in the playoffs. Andrew Wiggins for that matter too. Oh my God. They don't know what it's like to play in the playoffs. I don't want to talk about Andrew Wiggins. Oh my God. (laughs) Starter. All-star starter. Andrew Wiggins. Ooh. Uh, Go kind of to build off uh, earlier this year, man. Man. three to four weeks. That's uh, a, that, Jason can't play him. Dude. Whoa! Why would you do That's that? Because they were they were trying to get the seat or something like that, or get the higher seat, or I don't home I don't court. know. There was there was a reason. Yeah, their home court advantage for the Jazz. Oh yeah. Um, but we've said all this, and JJ, I left you last for a reason. We've said all this, and this is going to be my mentality as well too, JJ. And Chris are 100% spot on. Like it does come down to one game at a time. We're not going to play until next Sunday. We've got six days off. Everybody but Dario is healthy. I'm a little worried about campaign missing the last two days, to be honest with you. I'm not 100% sure what's going on there. I would be worried. I hope so. He has had some injury things creep up that all of a sudden he's out eight, nine, 10 games. So I hope campaign is okay. I wanted him to get a little bit more of a run coming back. I'm afraid Monty might put an Alfred Payton over Aaron Holiday, though Aaron Holiday got the start today. I feel better about that. I think it's obvious Aaron Holiday is the better player. But all that matters is game one. I wasn't even going to bring this up until Amet said this in his intro. We'll talk about playoff lineups. But I want to start with JJ. So Amit, wrap your head around that for a second. JJ. Playoff lineups. Monty goes eight or nine guys deep. Do you think we're going to go a full 10 deep? Are we going to go campaign, Shamit, Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig, JaVale McGee, a full 10 deep in the playoffs? Is that our backup rotation, bro? Uh, it, there's a good chance that we uh, go nine deep. I don't think we're going to go 10. I think it's just going to be series, uh, uh, like depending what the series is. Um, so who, uh, who do we get, uh, AC, uh, what Clippers? If we got yeah, Clippers or, or Minnesota, honestly, I would prefer to sit Shamit at that point. And, and remember, yeah. this is where we start staggering book and Chris Paul to one of them is always on the court. That's very important to remember, which, which to me would mean the guards are where we're going to see it. We'll probably see campaign and Shamit both, but I don't think they're getting 20 minutes a game. I think that's being dialed back what do you think oh yeah for sure yeah. uh okay so let's just go down the list all right just automatic locks okay chris paul devin booker jay crowder um mikhail and uh, uh, mikhail da uh, mcgee then, uh, mcgee's uh, gonna play yeah, javel mcgee mcgee campaign cam johnson um a sham is a sham is gonna play like and tory tory craig i think so yeah if we play the I clippers that, we have to play tory craig yeah. So, yeah. Are we gonna go ten? Are we gonna go ten deep? No, no. So, look. I think what's gonna happen is the first round's not gonna matter. It depends if we play the Clippers or not. But if we play somebody else, I think we're going ten deep in the first round. Second round, you're not gonna see Biombo, and it's gonna be between Shamit and Craig, depending on the uh-huh. matchup. They're gonna get it because Monty's been messing around with this three guard lineup where he's putting yeah. Booker on the court with Campaign and Chris Paul. Um, so it's going to be some of that like three guard lineup stuff that they're doing with Cam Johnson, right? Who can or, or Mikael like in that position? I think that's where it's going to flex. I think the interesting part that we're going to have to really find out as the playoffs go along is Jay Crowder going to be in clutch time or is Cam Johnson going to be clutch time? I think it's going to be Cam or, or Tori. Just, just, 
Tori have to guard PG? Yeah, yeah that's all like, she's Yeah, like uh, I think if we need to be more defensive, I I I would roll with Jay. But if we want to close out a game, uh, I'm rolling with Cam Johnson yeah. for sure. I think something also kind of important is about Monty Williams himself. Like he's like that. This is also kind of underrated about him that like he has this like ability that when it comes to certain games, like he knows like which lineup and which like group of guys to put in. So it could really depend on like game to game to series to series on like how deep they're going to go in the rotation. But yeah, yeah probably a nine, 10 man rotation. It really just depends on like certain games and stuff like that. But yeah. So. Next thing that automatically pops into my mind um, before we get out of here in just a couple more minutes, I wonder if DeAndre Ayton is going to play more of an attack role instead of being so I – don't, I don't know how to put this, like defensive on the defensive side. Like he was playing – he had to protect his fouls and protect himself and all that. Are we going to see a more aggressive – DeAndre Ayton going into the playoffs. I think we're going to see Biombo more than we think and would like, to be honest, because of the foul situation. Um, Nick, I'm sure you saw everything last year that happened with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Dude, I mean, dude would blow on him, and then all of a sudden it's th- he gets three fouls called on him, right? Yeah. And he's onto the bench, and then we have nobody to back him up. So with McGee and with extra backups that can come in and do things, and we could have Tory as a small ball five, by the way. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. there's no reason we can't maybe do that. Ish. Do you think maybe ish? Probably maybe not. Maybe ish. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get some ish done in this game. But do you think we're going to see a more aggressive DeAndre Ayton specs? I think so. With last year, like one of the reasons why Phoenix did not end up winning was because of the depth of the center position. It wasn't the best thing in the world, right? And this year, I think what no one talks about is we have guys like McGee and Biombo, and even guys like Ish Wayne. We have bigger bodies, and yes, Javale McGee isn't the greatest center in the world. And I'm, and if we're talking about like a Bucks for Sun series, like obviously I'm not saying Javale McGee is gonna you know shut down Giannis, but it definitely does help, especially when like if Da gets in foul trouble. So one thousand percent. Yes, I think we're gonna see an attack version of DeAndre Ayton because you have a little bit of like of that like comfortability. You have a little bit of that like cushion to be like, oh, I can get a couple fouls here because I know Javel McKee, you know, is gonna be able to come in for me. I know Bismarck Biombo is gonna be able to come in. Maybe even like Ish Winner, like guys like that in general. So yeah, I think we'll get an attack version of DA. Hopefully. And if we play Giannis again, Bismack is gonna have a fun time against him. Yes, Bismack, I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm he here for that. Here for so that. we might not even see Javale. Maybe we'll see Javale four minutes here, four minutes there. So Monty has a lot to work with. Amit, do you think we're going to see a more aggressive DeAndre Ayton this year in the playoffs? I think, I think, yeah, because he's going to get the ball more. Like I, they did. The only time he got the ball last year was on on, on the you know on the on the alley oops or just like the short roll, just jump shot backs and shit. Now, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. it's like if he gets a mismatch. He's gonna go right into the paint, and they're gonna. He's gonna get that right hand hookup. So I, I think there's a lot more confidence for him. There's a lot more confidence in all the other uh, his teammates to give him the ball when he gets that mismatch and he calls for it. Because how many times have we watched it over his entire career where he gets a mismatch and he goes in the post and somehow Devin Booker cannot throw him a ball when the dude is on like a like a six foot player. Like we yeah. just we've seen yeah. it his entire career. This year we're seeing it. We're like everyone's like hold up, hold up, hold up. DA's got it. Let's just let's just get him in a post before you know three seconds or whatever. Um, I, I think we're gonna see a different. I think we're gonna see a a better version of what we saw last year. And last year was an historic version, right? In terms of just the shooting percentage, um, the rebounding and defense he provided. 
um, when it when it when you laid against other teams, other you know star centers in the playoffs. So, and, and he's going to the contract year. He's going to get paid. I think this is it. I, I think we're going to see something special out of Dia. Yeah, especially with the contract, it's kind of like a prove it deal. Kind of, well, not prove it deal. Maybe that's not the right word, but like he wants to like get paid and he's gonna like try to go off. So yeah, no doubt. I I was going to say that before I teed it up for JJ here. Um, going into the contract year for DA, it's like the put up or shut up time. I everybody knows I have not been the biggest DA supporter because of you know uh that team right here um and taking money yada 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 but what have i always said about da when we have needed him he's shown up time and time and time again from the bubble runs to playoffs to big games the dude has shown up and i've backed him for that 100 percent does da do it again and jj i'm going to spit you in a different question than the other guys had can da bring it up even another level from where he's at from what we've seen this regular season uh, I think no question. Uh, our expectations is literally that 82% that he was uh, shooting in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Like, like, like you said, he's shown up against Jokic. Uh, he showed up against Zubak. He's uh, like, he, he did pretty good against Giannis, but you know, the ticky tack fouls, you know, we don't need to get into it, but he showed uh, like, he showed up every time. Uh, he's very uh, uh, consistent. And, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Booker's been kind of dishing DA uh, the rock a little bit in the post the last like two three weeks so this it might that might have been like a sneak peek to what's to come uh but like i think da is going to be a menace and it is, yeah it, it's sort of like a like a prove it deal this uh, uh, month and a half uh two month uh you know little playoff run uh you know for, for him to you know acquire that max you know like mm-hmm. like uh yeah he, he's, he's had a better regular season uh than he did last year thank god but he's uh, yeah. like he's played a lot more uh crucial games crucial minutes and he hasn't been a lot of uh, liability regardless of where you look at now he can be a lot more aggressive and not worry about like if he gets in foul trouble uh that you know we're just going to be uh you know being fed to the sharks in a sense and that's exactly what happened in that milwaukee series so a da he can be a lot more aggressive now he can be a lot more aggressive around the rim and he can definitely just box people out uh, out of the paint, uh, you know. If, like he can box uh, two dudes out of the paint. Yeah, like it, dude is you know fucking strong. So uh, I, I think D, uh, Da is really going to uh, elevate his uh, game. I think his bag is going to be a little bit deeper. I think uh, he's going to be pulling up from the mid range. I think he, I think he's even going to be a mid range threat, just like how uh, you know uh, Booker and. Chris Paul are so everyone's going to see another side of DA. It's going to be Black Air Force Energy DA. I feel like we're going to see. So I'm very excited to see uh, what uh, he's he's a show. So yes, we love Black Force, uh, Black Air Force at DA 100. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm here for it. Playoff time is abound. Before we get out of here, Amit and JJ, you guys have any parting words for us before we come back on consecutive days coming up? Yeah, I mean, look, dude. That, that the, there's a three and a half minute stretch in the, in that uh, Utah game where Mikael Bridges absolutely dominated the game, like yeah. in a way that was like defensive, offensive. Like, okay, I'm gonna shut down Donovan Mitchell, then I'm gonna go here and dunk left-handed. I'm gonna get the and one. I'm gonna shoot in the mid-range. I'm. It was. I, I would just I, I just be prepared for Mikael Bridges breakout playoff run. Ooh, I mean, I would love to see that. I love it. He's heating up. 
I love it. It kind of reminded me of the Mikhail Bridges overtime win against Cleveland last year when it was just a weird game for us. For some reason, we couldn't win, and we finally got down to the end. It was a tie game. And then he scored like 12 straight points. He got like two or three steals for easy buckets, got a couple blocks. And and there was a game this year where he got a block for a win too. Remember that? He actually got a three-pointer for block for a win. So I like that. JJ, what do you have for us quickly? Uh. One game at a time, guys. Uh, you know, play yes. the person that, play the person that's in front of you. Uh, obviously, everybody can tell we're really confident, and it's kind of hard not to be. This team is very, very good, and I'm uh, Devin Booker's efficiency has been crazy. Chris Paul's back. Just about everybody's back except Dario. I I hope we get to see you know, Dario lace up at least for a game, uh, but uh, I'm not you know holding my breath for it. But yeah, one game at a time. Um, and, you know, let's just uh, keep uh, pushing forward. And and I like what uh, Amon mentioned. Uh, Mikel's offensive bag is a lot deeper, especially in these last three, four months. And, like, uh, like the issues uh, that people presented in the finals last year was, one, you know, the uh, the big uh, def, you know, in our lineup, then uh, people were complaining that we didn't have a third score. I didn't think that was much of an issue, but if if anybody's going to be that third scorer in that, in that starting five, it's going to be Mikel. So, like, if, like if we see we Mikel just just take over a game for a three four minute stretch, I, I like I'm here for it, dude. That would be awesome to see. I'm here for it as well. Whoever steps up in that third scoring role. Nick with Specs Media, uh, leave us with some lasting thoughts. I'd love to have you on again as well, but also put a plug into your station. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I would uh, love to come back on. But yeah, uh, as um, JJ said, one. Uh, excuse me, 100%, you know, just like one game at a time, you know, we can't really look forward. And, uh, you know, last year, a lot of people said like, oh, you played against easy teams, but you can't really do anything but play the person in front of you. You know, if we're playing the San Antonio Spurs, we're playing the Golden State Warriors, you can't do anything about it. You know, you just have to play who's right in front of you. And yes, game seven, NBA Finals, Dario returned. Yes. yes. I hope it doesn't make I would it love to see seven. that. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm but, hopping um, on with him for a, for a podcast also right <laughs> after this. Um, but Amit and JJ, if you guys want to just stick around just for a quick minute to talk off cam, that would be great. But Nick, give us a quick plug before we play our intro. Uh, you guys can check out my YouTube, uh, Specs Media. You know, also you can follow my Twitter at the Specs Media. But um, no, I really do appreciate you guys having me on. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And it's a great conversation we had. And like you said, uh, if you want to have me back on 100%, I'm definitely down to do that. Like, yeah. Let's do it. We're going to be pushing out as much content as we all possibly can, especially with all kids at home and everything. But we're going to take it out, everybody. Please like and subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. Share this podcast out, especially this one. Uh, Tomorrow night, no guests confirmed. Working on a few. Worst comes to worst, maybe we'll have Suns fan Randy on or something like that. But Tuesday, we're having Darth Voida from Suns Jam Session. He will be joining us 9.30 my time, 8.30 Valley time. On Wednesday, we got Dan Duarte, 8.30 Valley time. And confirmed Thursday, we are going to have Matthew Lissy at 8.30 Valley time and also jails the rapper the guy that also made the logo of he's on fire podcast and this song that i'm about to play the video he will be on huge nba fan knows a lot he's going to come on too we'll work on tomorrow you guys thanks for tuning in he's on fire podcast we are out of here everybody enjoy the song cheers thank you specs i appreciate it Pumpkin hang, running with the gang
plane. I pull up and it's They cannot contain me moving through the lane. Every little setback, I step back and then it's None of them can hang. Running with the gang. No need to explain. I pull up and it's They cannot contain me moving through the lane. Every little setback, I step back and then it's they tried to put nicks in my armor, but I've been mellow since college. Made this vixen a mama, and I'm still blazing trails out here amidst all the drama. I keep going out of love, not conditions or commas. Plus the hook to fly, new Kareem, smooth as dreams, the new Hakeem. Moving screen, I'm through the scene. Who the scene to Luke the lean? I